You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus <laughs> Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform with actors in over 20 Broadway shows as BFTS family members and other stages across the globe. We are your online fitness platform where we will marry a pursuit in theater with a pursuit of a journey in fitness. So if you're looking to up your fitness game so that you can be the actor athlete that you are, go to builtforthestage.com. We'll be on our way working on an interactive fitness app. All right, let's get on to our special guest all the way over from London. I was in London maybe, I think it was a month ago now. And uh, first musical I got to see was Frozen. Beautiful show, as always. Got to see it, I think, in 2018 or 19 with some of our Broadway fam. And uh, the West End cast did not disappoint. Was very just over the moon um, with the performance and obviously the spectacle. But also the dads in the audience just bopping their heads and just loving life out there. Um, Our guest plays uh, a a few roles. Patty. They're in the ensemble, uh, the understudy Hans. They've been in, I don't know, every show known to man, nine to five, guys and dolls, toxic Avenger. Uh, the list goes on and on. We're going to have that in the description of this episode. Let's just say they're talented, talented for sure. Um, please welcome from the cast of frozen, the West end, Ben Irish. Hey, Ben. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Always a good day when it's a Friday, right? We made it. Absolutely. Okay. Now, let us uh, let me pull up your Instagram because I we have to talk about something very important. Two things, actually. Two things. Don't be nervous. But <laughs> the first thing that's really important, tell me about this uh, Black Eye Coffee Cafe or whatever's on your Instagram story. I'm about to book a flight just to go back over there right now. Wow, looks good. It's so good. It's a little independent um, cafe in Greenwich near where I live. Um, dog friendly. So that's a plus. I'm- the biggest mountain of avocado you could ask for on some sourdough toast. All things that make me happy in life. Amazing. Oh, I missed out. I have to, I plan to come back in March. So I will definitely have to hit this place up because the photo looks amazing. Um, okay. The, the second important thing that we have to, to get out of the way to make sure we talk about is the legend Pegasus. Tell us about Peggy. 
Uh, so Peggy is a three-year-old miniature sausage dog. And I think she's one of the smallest sausage dogs that I've ever seen. And um, we expected bigger things from her, hence the name Pegasus. And it just didn't kind of happen. But uh, what she lacks in size, she makes up for in character. Uh, I love that. I think it's it's nice. It's kind of the irony. It's, it's kind of a play on words that uh, her name would be Pegasus, but didn't quite grow into it. But uh, yeah, epic name for a stupid dog, really. Peggy's learning to fly as well. I see on on the Instagram. It says she's trying learning to fly. She's really trying. Does this mean that Peggy like jumps off of couches or or beds trying to fly or or? Um, yeah, I think it's. You're always told don't let your sausage dog jump off of or on of sofas, beds, go up and down stairs because you have to look after their spines, um, understandably. And whether you have a ramp or like special dog steps, she ignores them and just goes from the highest place she can and scares everyone in the process. Hilarious, hilarious. I have uh, two dogs of my own as well, and and they try to defy the odds with their catapulting of their bodies off of objects as well. So I share your same uh, struggles, I guess. Uh, And the fact that she doesn't quite understand her size. She's got a friend called Moose who is a Great Dane, and she thinks that they're the same, and she can just, like, run with him when she has no hope in hell. I it, isn't that the best? I love that. I I love when the dog owner will have two dogs, and one is just this huge ass dog, and the other is this you know little miniature small little thing. And it's always yeah. it's always the small one that tries to run the show, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's jump into uh, let's jump into Frozen. Then we'll rewind to your start in theater and some uh, art stuff. And then after the art stuff, we'll get into other like fun nonsense that we've been chatting about right now. So did you recently join the cast back in August or were you with the cast beforehand? How long have you been with Frozen? Uh, I joined in August. Mm. Uh, So we had six weeks rehearsals, which is longer than you get with some shows. That was lovely. Um, And because it's I haven't actually the last show I was in was Jersey Boys. So. It was nowhere near as physical as this. And I feel like pre-pandemic, I was just a normal aged member of the company. And now post-pandemic, I'm one of the older ones. So to come back and be in a more physical show and push my body again, after a year of step digging in Jersey Boys, I needed the six weeks to get my fitness back to where it needed to be. And what did you do for that besides just like repping rehearsals? Was there anything else that you did um prep wise to get you ready for the physical show um it was kind of getting there's no like long dance breaks in the show but getting the physical stamina up just to be able to get through the short dance breaks that we have and if anyone has seen the show it's very like lift heavy i think i count as like 11 above head lifts with the girls and most of the time they're in a ball gown or at least like a corset or something as well. So there's that added weight to it as well. And after not lifting anyone for years, um, trying to do my best in the gym to train that, but a person is never the same as a dumbbell. Correct, correct. The closest we might be able to get is like uh, the big heavy 
sandbags that you might see at like a functional yeah. fitness gym that weigh around 100, 150 pounds. But definitely- Although if I told my partner she was like a sandbag, I don't think she'd be so happy. Of course not. I mean, we, we'll <laughs> leave that part out of it. But yeah, for those of you listening, if you do want to try to get a piece of equipment that would be as close to a, a body as possible, the sandbags that you would find at a functional gym- uh, that's where where you would want to go. So, uh, what's it like being with the young bucks? You're saying like you feel like you're one of the older ones in the cast, and there's these uh, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed college recent graduates coming in. Um, do they look to you for any like advice? Do you look to them to like keep you uh, nice and spunky? What's that dynamic like with your varied ages in the cast? Um, I think we're actually really lucky. All of like the new graduates we have in the show that are very like bright eyed, bushy tailed, like the green bananas of the cast. They're... I love that. I've never heard that. The green bananas. Oh, yeah. I'm going to use that. I love that. They've got a little bit of growing to do, but they're great. <laughs> um, That's epic. I love that. It's such a great atmosphere. Like, down in the quick change area from what we had in rehearsals on stage, like they've learned so quickly how professional to be, how to still have fun in the job when we're doing the same thing every single day. And like seeing our um, Shah who plays Boulder in the show, who's effectively like my wife. Um, she's a graduate this year. She's also our first cover Anna. Mm. Um, and I've been first cover Hans, so we've been rehearsing together and watching her grow through the weeks of rehearsals we've had. And obviously as a cover, it's never the amount of rehearsals you'd love, yeah. but we're lucky to get any time to rehearse it in. Um, it's been amazing. Like, and it's, as one of the old members, it's nice to watch them and see their love and their passion and their drive and how hard they want to work. And they realize how lucky they are to be in the theater Royal Drury Lane. Like, it's an epic theater and an epic show to appear in every single night. And it's nice. I mean, I think we all got some extra love for theater coming back from the pandemic, but to see it like in the fresh grads as well, when it's been a job for what, 10, 11 years now, since I graduated to actually see like their wide eyes coming into work every single day and the love they have for it. Yeah. Um, Okay. It does keep you young and spunky, as you say. Yeah, yeah. So with you being a seasoned veteran, uh, just kind of like what you were saying as far as how Frozen is, just it's more of a show of durability. It's not necessarily that there's these long dance breaks or whatever, but it is. Uh, there is a an arcing trajectory. And if you will, your career, uh, a, a longer career for any actor that's been in the business while, has that kind of same path as far as like just enduring the ups and downs, not even to mention the stupid pandemic that, that we went, that we went through. What is it that you have kept consistent all of these years that have like kept you on uh, the path quote unquote per se, meaning do you have any like daily routines or like what's been a grounding certain classes that you go to, you know, what, what has that been like for you over these 10 some years that you mentioned? Um, we actually had a very similar chat. I went uh, to our swings, went to a brunch last week and we were having this chat saying how we've all now 
been out of drama school for like eight to ten years or whatever and we said something that's always kept us in it we've got lots of friends that they reach a certain place or they get their first West End job and they kind of go okay cool tick I'm done and we said it's kind of a thing you kind of got to keep moving your goalposts a little bit and because things are never quite I don't think anything in this industry is quite how you picture it's going to be or how you would like it to be. Um, Cause there's always constant challenges. That's just live theater. It's never going to be a 100% perfect take um, that lasts forever. It's going to change and evolve every single day. And I found in my youth, I played like a fair amount of sport and really enjoyed that kind of thing. But as soon as I was good at something, I was done. So as soon as I achieved like a medal, I was like, oh great, I've done that one, what's next? Mm. And I wanted to move on to something else. Whereas I found in theater, considering I got into theater quite late in life in comparison to most people, where I've kept moving the goalposts so what I wanted kept changing. Mm. I've had to keep working to do something else. And there's jobs I've done that I, dreamed I would do and didn't think I would and there's jobs I hadn't even considered doing that I've taken because sometimes you just need to work and I've ended up loving the show and having a huge passion for it what was uh one of the the dream shows that you got to do that you just mentioned uh it was ghost the musical it was one that came out when I was graduating drama school and a friend of mine went straight from drama school into it and I was like oh my gosh, you are like ridiculously lucky. This is a beautiful show with an amazing soundtrack and I would love to play Sam in Ghost, but I couldn't sing that high and I thought, no, that will never be me. Um, and then I was lucky enough to do, it was like a random, kind of like a concert cabaret sort of show, like of an epic scale out in Shanghai for the producers that were doing the International Asia Tour at the time. And they said, oh, we need a, a new cover, Sam, would you audition? And I was like, oh, no, thank you so much, but I can't do that. Thank you. And like, kind of, I put myself out of the job saying, no, I'm a bass baritone. I couldn't sing a tenor roll. I can't do that. And they were like, oh, just like come and sing it around the piano. Just like, just come and see if you would really like to. And I was like, no, I, trust me, I'd love to do it. It's just not in my voice. And then just because they were lovely people. I was like, oh, okay, I'll come and sing around the piano for you. Sung it around the piano and then got a call from my agent being like, they want you to go and be Sam in Ghost. Well, cover Sam in Ghost. Yeah. I remember sitting on the tube, moving house, surrounded by boxes, being like, oh my God, this is like an app. Like, I was so excited. I wanted to like speak to strangers and tell them, even though it mean nothing to them. But for me, it was like this huge thing. I was like, oh, I should believe myself a little bit more. Okay, okay. so once they cast you as the Sam cover, was that enough to give you the confidence that you needed to sing that role? Or did you still have some like imposter syndrome to work to work over as you were approaching the show? Um. And, and the, the reason I ask is because I just think for the listeners, it's such a great, insightful story to hear because we all, you know, go through this at some point. So I'd love to hear like how this experience was for you. Yeah, I think I think a big part of it for me was the fact when I was in drama school and you're working so hard every day and you're kind of you're broken down and built back up again. 
And I don't think there's quite enough building back up again. You're told this, that, and the other, and you just believe what you're told because these people have worked for years and you trust what they say, but it's just someone else's opinion on you. And I was told that I was going to be like a classical bass baritone. So I went, oh, okay. So then I worked in Gilbert and Sullivan tours and did like a few smaller jobs here and there. Um, and it was also a thing of, I was very, very slim when I left drama school, like just under six foot two, but a very, very slim guy. Um, and then I started to mature a little bit and I was able to sort my body out, lift a few more weights, look a bit more masculine. Um, so then I was going up for these, well, there, there aren't really many classical baritone roles for a young guy. They're all tenors. Mm. Um, so I was finding it hard in myself to think, oh, there's just not much out there for me because I've got such a low voice. So that was my struggle. And then changing my body and going into that role. And my ensemble track was also top tenor. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And because we were joining the Asia tour late, we didn't have a huge amount of time to rehearse. I think we had three days to learn the show. Then we had two days with the current cast and then we flew out to Singapore to join and tech and open. So it was a lot of homework to do at home and just trying to belt these tenor lines into my voice. And then after a while you kind of go, oh, this is, my muscles can now do this. This is no problem. But I think this was a good three, three, yeah, three years after graduating drama school that I'd told myself because that's what someone else had told me that I was, this low classical singer, right. yet here I now was in this rock pop show, singing a tenor role, covering the lead. Um, and it did build up that confidence in me, so much so that I went back and did it again for a second contract because I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. And it, I think because, I met some amazing friends on the job, but because it helped me as a performer so much, I had even more love for the show than I had just from someone watching it as a fresh graduate back in like 2011. Mm. Yeah, okay, cool, love that. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus let's uh rewind you said you had played sports when you played sports growing up was that in tandem with theater or was it sports first and then you started to get involved in theater Did, or were they together as you were growing up? Uh, it was more sports first. Um, my dad's always been very active, like even in his 50s now, he's doing triathlons and marathons and all this stuff. So he's always been someone that 
I look up to and as kids like he played for like the city hockey team and stuff so my sister and I would go along and have our own like tiny little hockey sticks and just play on the sidelines and just sport's always been a thing and as a family we're all very competitive like you don't want to play Monopoly with us because it gets aggressive <laughs> um but I think where I went to school was a sports college and I think I was very lucky in school there was very little bullying and stuff but the cool kids were never like the horrible kids they were the kids that like played sports and stuff so if you wanted to be popular you had to play sports so I threw myself in to all the sports things we did like junior sports leadership awards where you'd go to other schools or work with kids with um, special needs um, and do sports with them. So it became like this really close knit group of friends, but we were all together because we did so much extra sports work at school. Um, and I actually, I fell into theatre because I wanted more time off during the day. <laughs> okay. to like do like to do these like sports leadership awards and stuff. And there was something that came up on my work experience and you only had to do like four hours work a night, like from seven till 10. I was, I was like, cool, great. I'll go to work. I'll start at six and then I'll finish at 10. That's nice and easy. Then I've got all day off. Like it was a real like lazy option to do, ah. but it was with a local youth theater company. Um, just doing like backstage work for them. And that's how it started. Yeah. So you're doing backstage work and you're like, wait, this is actually kind of cool. I, I kind of yeah. into this. Yeah, I got on with all the people. Um, I loved like being in that environment and seeing everyone else's passion that they had for it. And then when that show finished and my work experience finished, they said, oh, why don't you come and join us and do our next show with us? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. They rocked up, did a quick dance audition. And then that company, I think they did like three shows a year or something. So you rehearsed for months at a time, like two nights a week, but they perform in like a beautiful old theatre in Portsmouth where I'm from. Um, and they got like really good directors. I spoke to one of the directors, Ian Good. He was resident director on Hairspray in London at the time. Um, and he was down doing a show with us. And he was one of the people that was like, you're actually quite good at this. Maybe you should like think about going to drama school or like taking it up properly. And it was kind of even back then, like imposter, like, well, I enjoy it, but come on, like, I'm not really that good. I just, I just have like a real love for it because I love being here and being with all these people. Yeah. So didn't think too seriously about it. And then years later, he came back and did another show. And he was like, I really think you should go to drama school. Like if you enjoy it this much. And there was nothing else I really wanted to do in life. And when I was like, mm, okay, you're all right. So it was... I kind of feel bad when I tell people this story and there's people that have been dancing since the age of two and been in singing lessons their entire life and listen to nothing but musical theatre on their Spotify. <laughs> and then I just rock up like this kid who had a series. I really loved where I was, but I hadn't put in the years and years of work that other people had. Yeah. Not into theatre anyway, into other things, but. Right. And, and when you made this decision your family was supportive or were they like wait ben what are you doing here what are you talking about no they were very very supportive um since we were young like my grandma she loves theater um the whole family do really like, as kids we've always been taken up to london and like seeing the shows in the west end um 
so everyone's like fully behind it which is lovely especially like when it's such a a career full of ups and downs um yeah yeah there was never that pressure to be like no go and be a doctor instead mm. do you think during <clears throat> excuse me during the downs do you think that uh competitive nature your sports nature your uh fitness training background were those all facets that you were able to draw from during the the valleys if you will of a theater career i think in a way they made it harder mm. because being so competitive i think i kept looking at everyone else around me and seeing how well they were doing and i wasn't thinking at the time i wasn't thinking how to solve problems. I was just seeing problems and being like, well, why are you doing this? And why are you doing that? And why, am, why am I sat here working at a hamburger restaurant or like at front of house at a gym? Why am I doing these jobs and you're doing that? And there's people that go from job to job and you look at them and go, well, we're the same height. We've got the same hair color. We sing pretty similar. Like what's the difference? Um, so that I think I did struggle with for a little while. And I went to, arts educational schools in London, arts ed, which is a very good school and there's a good, a great success rate. But it was hard to see so many people around me really thriving for those first couple of years. And I just didn't seem to, I was working and I'd, def, I'd have like two or three jobs a year, but they weren't longevity. And as soon as I felt like I'd caught up with the debt I'd spent out of work, finally paid that off, I'd then be out of work again. So I'd be back to like not earning quite enough or working so many hours just to try and make ends meet and try and get to class and singing lessons and auditions. And then it, it became very frustrating for me. Um, and it's something that, like when we said just now, I wish I'd been able to see things slightly differently and seeing problem solving rather than, because you can go to as many dance classes as you like when you're your product, I wasn't thinking, right, why am I, why am I not getting the job and he is? And I think a lot of it was to do with my appearance um, and having that self-belief in what I could do. Got it. Thanks for sharing. Let's uh, loosen it up a bit. We'll go on the BFTS hot seat. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Get some music playing here. All right. Super serious here, this BFTS hot seat. You walk into okay. you walk into a room, yeah. The TV's on, and there's a movie playing, and you've seen this movie over a hundred times. But no matter how many times you've seen the movie, you have to stop and watch it. What is this movie? Avatar. <laughs> Amazing. You are having uh a kind of a, a downer of a day you need to pick me up what's that one song as you're walking to the theater or you're in the gym or you're commuting what's that one song that's going to lift your spirits uh demi Vata, confident you are reincarnated as an animal so you come back to the earth as an animal what animal are you going to be and why dolphin hands down why why a dolphin uh they're very intelligent. They um, they travel in pods. They've got lots of like friends. They beat up sharks. Um, 
I think they're so cool, and I love water. I'm a Pisces, so okay. I'm definitely a water baby. Wait, I'm ignorant to this. We mean dolphins beat up sharks. Wait, I don't know. Dolphins fight sharks. I have. I guess I have to watch more National Geographic yeah. or something. Dolphins don't take shit. Okay, everyone thinks they're really like gentle, and they are. But yeah, they'd fight a shark. Okay, I like that. Gentle with an edge. Um, yeah, you get to choose a superhero, Thor. Superman, whoever, who are you going to be? Uh, that's really tough. Storm. Oh, okay. Why? Why are you going to be Storm? So I feel like with her skill set, she can do most things. Like she can zap the lightning like Thor. She can fly using the wind. She can do so much. Okay, she's just like, and it's all kind of nature based. Yeah, all right. She's versatile, and nature is her her tool. Okay, yeah. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. All right, last one. You have a time machine, and you can go to any place and any time. Where are you gonna go? Whoa, I know, right? The options. Yeah, I'd love to see dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Uh, a- anyone in particular? Which one? A, vol- a velociraptor, but <laughs> I wouldn't want to get too close. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, congratulations. You're off the hot seat. You nailed that. That was awesome. Thanks. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> uh, last question. Um, if you weren't doing – it's kind of a hot seat question as well, but this one's more relaxed. If you weren't doing theater, if you weren't in the arts – what would you be doing? What would Ben be doing with life right now, career-wise? Or would you still be in London area? What would you be doing? Um, I always said, I'd, when I was young, I wanted to be a marine biologist because I had a love for dolphins, of course. Um, then growing, as I got older, I said I'd love to be a fireman. Cool. I think I just, always watching superhero movies and stuff, like to be a real-life hero and to actually help people. I'm a very emotional person, so I don't know how that would serve me, mm. but I love to be like a problem solver. I love being physical, I love being active, but also when I've looked into it, there's so much education with it to go to schools and to go to all these places and try and educate other people on ways to look after themselves and stuff, yeah. yeah. I want to, I'd love to be a real life hero. <laughs> well. Maybe some people in the audience that are watching consider you a real life hero. You never know. Maybe. You're, I'm sure you're someone to look up to. Um, when I save little Anna in the first exactly. few scenes. Oh my gosh. Do you, that man's putting a spell on Anna and, and reviving her to life. Can you believe it? Yeah. We did have someone the other day who was really upset. I don't think they knew that I was going to help her. I think they thought I was making it worse. I I <laughs> I was in a show where I was being like held captive and there was an audience member like a younger one like audibly crying and screaming to like have them stop you know uh, putting me in chains like they were very bothered by oh, this <laughs> So I've been there that's that's funny that's funny Uh Ben <laughs> Amazing episode. Thank you for the chat. So much awesome insight. You're a lovely person. Um, the show's great. If you're in the London area and you are uh, listening to this, head on over to see Frozen. You won't be disappointed. Ben, thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye.
All right, Ben Irish. Make sure you give Ben a follow on the gram, Ben C. Irish. We'll have more information about Ben in the description of this episode. So head on down, scroll on down, take a read, click in on uh, that Instagram profile, give Ben a follow, and become a fanatic, a super fan of Ben Irish. I'm Joe Roscoe with Bill for the Stage. Again, if you want to try that free trial, you can head on over to BuiltForTheStage.com. Uh, clients in over 20 Broadway shows, uh, some West End friends now, some people in Australia, got universities across the country. If you want to try it out, online fitness app, builtforthestage.com. Actors or athletes, train like one. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.